the dome i'm john dodaro and today it's just me for this episode a little solo one for you all and for today's topic it's kind of a different one i'd say it's a pretty unique topic it's one that i think is very debatable right now with what's happening in sports and it's one i've been probably wanting to talk about for a while if this podcast existed during the springtime i would have talked about it then But as you can see in the title of the episode, it is the state of women's sports right now. And the simple answer for what the state of women's sports is, it's a complex answer. So I'm going to break it down a bit throughout this episode. So growing up, I ran cross country and track for six years. And I met a lot of teammates on the girls side and There were a lot of great runners that I met, whether it was on my team or the other teams. I mean, there were just so many. There were years where our girls' team probably did better than our guys' team in terms of achievements. They'd make it farther than us. So I saw a lot of talent there, and I saw a lot of talent even in our school in general. Our high school girls' soccer team was like, really good they were better they did a lot more than our men's team they were more noticeable than our football team so even beyond the high school level there was a lot of great talent too i mean there are a lot of icons in women's sports you got serena williams in tennis you got some Biles in gymnastics and even some more current people some examples Suni Lee in gymnastics won a gold medal in the Olympics. And just recently, I saw some people piss about on Instagram. Someone named Faith Kipigan, I believe that's how you say her name. She ran a 407 in the mile, which as a former runner, that is very impressive. So congrats to her too. But there is a lot of talent, even in the... WNBA just recently uh, and during the all-star break for the WNBA they did the three-point contest and Sabrina Ionescu I believe that's how you pronounce her name she had 37 points which is more than Curry any of those guys in the NBA it's more than anyone she set a record which when you really think about it it's very impressive And then you look at the college level, too. I mean, I think we got to thank Title IX for college sports for women. But just recently in the spring, the reason why I said I wish I recorded this episode in the spring is because of the women's NCAA tournament for basketball. That was the tournament with Caitlin Clark, who went off. You also had Angel Reese and others in LSU who won the whole thing. That was another exciting time. I'm going to use that as an example throughout this episode when I mention some of my points. So 
just in general, I think the point I've been trying to make is that there is so much talent on the women's side and multiple sports. The talent is there for all of these women's athletes. But why do I still ask what the state of women's sports is? Because with all the talent, I feel like not enough of it gets recognized in general. So the answer to what the current state of women's sports is, is it's not the worst, but it's not great right now, I would say. And the reason is, is because I still think women's sports gets a lot of stereotypes in general. I mean, the biggest example of this statement is in the WNBA. I mean, I don't really think many people care about the WNBA in general. I mean, during fantasy football season, I know it's coming up. One of the jokes that goes around is the loser of the league has to go to a WNBA game. And you would think if you had to go to NBA game, that would be that'd be a reward. Like, oh, I get to go to the NBA game. That'd be great. But for a WNBA game, that's a punishment, which, I mean, that's sad, in my opinion, that people view WNBA games like that. Another example, one of my favorite YouTube pranksters, his name's Gideon. I find him very funny. And even this latest episode is kind of funny. But essentially what he did was he went to a WNBA game and essentially took a nap during the game. He sat front row had a pillow, blanket, everything, and he just took a nap. And while it's funny, it also just continues to prove my point that people don't take it seriously. People make fun of it. People make fun of the WNBA. And in general, people make fun of women's sports, which, in my opinion, it's sad. I mean, some people will care a little bit more about the U.S. teams. I mean, the gymnastics teams, people will care about a bit more. But even the soccer team, it's gotten some more popularity because they've actually won back-to-back World Cups, the U.S. women's team. But the men's team for so long got paid more than them. It only took just about recently for the women's team to get paid equally, which, in my opinion, they deserve. And I get it, too. Like, the best female soccer player is probably not going to be as talented as Leo Messi in basketball, Caitlin Clark. I mean, she's never going to be as good as Steph Curry, but she is still very talented in her own right. Like, all these players I've mentioned throughout this episode... Like, they all have the talent, but it's simply just they're not being recognized enough. And it really doesn't come down to the women. It really comes down to who promotes these games, the leagues, the media companies. And in my opinion, it's not hard to promote women's sports. I mean, you look at me, for example, I promote all these podcast episodes day in and day out on all these social medias, it's not that hard for a big media company to promote women's sports. It's really not hard. They can do it for the NBA. They can do it for the NFL. They can do it for the MLB. Like It's not hard. Bleacher Report, for example, they do so much NBA content and NFL content. 
it's not that hard to just add the women's content in there. Like, is it really that hard, in my opinion? Like, you look at what they've been promoting during the WNBA, all I've seen is when Sabrina Ionescu, when she had her 37 points, and then Brittany Griner in her first game back, but I haven't seen anything else related to Brittany Griner since. I haven't. I've seen no other highlights. Like, that is somebody who you could be marketing off of right there. She's got the story. You got Sabrina, like I said, too. Like, I haven't heard anything else about her ever since that All-Star competition. I've heard nothing else. Like, Brittany Griner, I think the only highlight I saw was a slam dunk that she did during an All-Star game. That's it. I don't know anything else that even happens in that league because they don't market it. They don't promote it whatsoever. It's on the channels, but they don't advertise it. And that's fault from the league. That's fault is from the media. It really is. And even the U.S. soccer team right now, they had the game on Friday against Vietnam, which I only knew that because I was just scrolling through the channels. I was I never saw anything on social media about it. And I don't even know when their next game is. I really don't. Like, during the NBA playoffs, I'll know every game that's happening because they'll keep posting about it. So I'll always know what games are happening each day. But for women's sports, I have no clue what happens unless I look it up on my own. Like, none of these promotions will tell me what's happening. None of them. But I think it all just comes back down to the stereotype that women's sports have right now. Just... If they're not as good as the men, it's considered boring and unwatchable, which I think is not fair. I don't think women deserve that stereotype. And there's also some terms I learned in college, too. I took a diversity in sport class. So one of the terms I learned is called feminist theory. And that states that the inequalities faced by women are related to differential access, different treatment and exploitation, patriarchy, and male dominance. So out of that definition I just said, I think the one thing that stands out is male dominance. And I think that just describes sports right now. It is male-dominated in terms of media coverage and popularity. And it's not fair. And these media companies, like I said before, it is so easy for them just to promote women's sports. That alone would do so much. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, of how they can promote. But... It's so simple. It really is. And it's not the women's fault, too. So people now wonder, how can women's sports get better? How can the state of women's sports get better as a whole? So my answer, I have three little words or phrases that I would use for the state of women's sports to get better. The first one is to create narratives. The second one is recognition. And the third one is promotion. So 
I think the one that will probably need the most explanation is creating narratives. So you don't know much about me. I am a big pro wrestling guy. I watch WWE. I watch some other promotions and it's doing very well right now. The product is as good as it's been in a long time. And one of the reasons why WWE is doing very well is because it has had very exciting stories, storylines, narratives, whatever you want to call it. They've been compelling. They make you want to watch every week to see what happens next. They tie into all the matches. And it is a very popular product now because of the stories. And they're even able to do it on the women's side. Women's wrestling has become very popular now. There are many top stars. They've main evented WrestleManias and all that. And it's all because of storytelling. So... In terms of other sports, what they should be doing is creating more narratives. I think the best example of a narrative that we've seen lately was in the women's NCAA basketball tournament with the Caitlin Clark Angel Reese incident. You had at the end of the game, Angel Reese did the whole you can't see me thing to Caitlin Clark. And that drew a lot of media buzz. It really did. People were saying, oh, you go do that again. Show her how it feels. Then some people are like, oh, it's disrespectful. But whatever you think about it, I thought it was kind of disrespectful. But whatever you think about it, it drew attention. It, it was a narrative right there. And it got people talking about the sport. It did. It worked. I mean, I'll give credit to Angel Reese. It worked. It got people talking. And that's what that's what has to keep happening. And then you have like rivalries. Those are narratives. Go to the NBA during the playoffs. You had LeBron versus Steph Curry. They've had a huge rivalry over the years. Four straight championship appearances for the both of them. During when LeBron was with the Cavaliers. I mean, that was a narrative right there. That was a narrative that was created and that was promoted. That narrative, therefore, viewership for that series with the Lakers and the Warriors was very good. You look at the NFL, a newer narrative, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You, They had that insane game a couple years ago. So now every single game where they play against each other, they're going to go back to that iconic game. And that's a narrative. Can Josh Allen get it done next? Can he get revenge? That's a narrative right there. Just building rivalries. And I think the whole Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese thing was a great narrative. And now the next time they play, people are going to be intrigued. But they just don't do it enough. Like in the WNBA, you I don't know if Brittany Griner has like a big rival. They could hype that up. Like I probably... I don't even know who the top WNBA player is. I don't. Like, that's just how sad it is, the marketing in general. But just whoever the top people are, just promote their history, promote the rivalries, because that will get people to tune in, in my opinion. So that's what I got to say about creating narratives. And then what comes next is just recognition. I mean, these players like Caitlin Clark and others, 
they have to be given the recognition when they achieve something. They like when Sabrina Ionescu achieved her 37 points, you got to give them recognition. Those were two good examples right there of giving recognition. When something big happens in women's sports, like when Faith Kipigan, I hope I'm saying her name right, when she broke the mile record, like they, some sites gave her recognition. Not enough sites did, but some did. And that's what you have to do. When big moments happen, you have to give them recognition. And then the best way to give that is through promotion. And throughout this episode, I've already ranted about how these media companies don't promote enough. And all you have to do, in my opinion, whether there's just results, just post the results. It could be one photo with all the results of like all the WNBA games or whether it's like all the softball games or something like that. When the U.S. women's team plays, make a post about it beforehand like they play at this time and then just post the results maybe if there's a goal post them like i'm talking to you bleacher report i'm talking to you espn you have a lot of people who probably work behind the scenes for these media sites whether it's on instagram twitter tiktok even threads you have a lot of people who probably work with the social media it should be possible for you to get all these highlights of all these, both the men and the women's sports, in my opinion, it should be easy. Just like if I ran, let's say, for example, I ran the Penguins page, the Pittsburgh Penguins page, I would be posting like before the game, I'd be posting each goal and I'd be posting like the final scores, which they do right now. The Penguins page does a very good job at that, but. Now, if I ran a league, like I'd say for the WNBA, an example, if I ran their social media, I would be posting the whole game schedule. I'd be posting highlights of every single game. When something big happens, if a star player is going off, post their personal stats and all of the final results. And then you go one step further. Let's say if I ran ESPN's Instagram, I'd have the whole WNBA slate. I mean, I'd have that could go along with the MLB slate. I'd post highlights. Same thing. I mean, they are easily capable of doing that, in my opinion. They really are. I mean, you know, right now, I'm just using once again the WNBA as an example. The only other main sport happening right now is baseball. And I guess you could say the MLS too. I mean, they were posting like crazy just for Messi. Leo Messi, they were going like crazy for him on all these social medias. They were. And why can't they do that for women? I don't know. It's that easy. It's minimum effort. Like, if I was paid to do it, I would do it. And then, if these sites can do it more, people like me, people who do podcasts or radio, like, we could talk about it more. Like, I can't do women's sports episodes because I just simply don't know enough. Like I can't highlight the WNBA. I can't talk much about any other sport beyond that because 
I'm not shown enough. I mean, I could do like a whole lot of research and honestly, people should be doing that too. But it makes it a lot easier for us if these sites can just promote more. It's that much easier when you if you can give these players, these star players recognition and build narratives for them, then it's success right there. And just building star players in every league possible too. And you can do that through the three things I just said, create narratives, promote them and give them recognition. You can easily create stars. You have it with Caitlin Clark on the women's soccer team. You had Megan Rapino. I know is a big star and you got others as well over the years. Simone Biles, is a big one in gymnastics. Serena Williams already mentioned. It's very easy to create stars. And star power will get people to watch. The only way to create stars is to create the narratives, give them recognition, and promote them. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And to all the women out there listening, whether you're a female athlete or not, just... Keep doing what you're doing, honestly, because if you're an athlete, you are very talented in your own right. It really just comes down to the ones above you to give you that platform and to give you that publicity. And you can do it on your own, too, if you want to. If you want to pull an Angel Reese and cause some controversy, honestly, go for it because it works. I mean, I don't fully condone what she did, but it works. So if you want to pull an Angel Reese, go do it because it is a successful tactic. But that's going to probably do it for this episode. I really hope you all enjoyed listening to it. This is one topic that, in my opinion, it needs to be talked about more. It's very interesting. I've had classes in college talking about it. And it is a big issue still when, in terms of just women promotion, them being paid equally. And I hope it gets better over the years. I don't know when it's going to get better. I really couldn't give you an answer. But I know who can make it better. I know the media companies can, but... I know the talent that exists in women's sports, and I really hope it can get the recognition that it deserves one day. So, and hopefully too, when that recognition comes, we can even make more episodes regarding women's sports on this podcast someday. Hopefully so, I hope. But thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow all of our social medias, our Instagram, our Twitter, which I don't even know if it's going to be called Twitter anymore. That's another interesting topic. But make sure to follow those. You can find the link in the bio. If you're on Apple Podcasts, just go to our website, our podcast website, and click the link in bio there. But other than that... I'm John Dodaro. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This was a interesting solo one for me to make, but 
I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a great day and see you next time on Inside the Dome.